Disclaimer. Explain It Me is a podcast hosted by two adults who drink in the safety of their own home. If you're joining in on the fun while listening, please drink responsibly, don't drink and drive, and know your limits. Stay safe and have fun. As you listen to episodes, you may hear us make mistakes like names of films, actors and actresses, as well as other unrelated facts. Please remember that we are both intoxicated while making the show and are aware of these mishaps. Please do not yell at the podcast while listening. We cannot hear you. I'm two and a half wines in. <laughs> I feel red. Can we get back to the movie, please? Kiss confusion. <laughs> oh, we don't know that yet. <laughs> Dad's disease. Explain it me. Explain. Explain it me. Explain it me. <laughs> of course, the minute you fucking press record, the goddamn cat's going crazy. What's the song that you were just singing? Right around the corner. Fucking to the beat. And the brown and the brown and the brown and the the mailman is inside. I hope he's got my package. My vapes are supposed to come today. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> the postman was outside, right. but he didn't have my package. <laughs> Thanks for the update that we all needed. You ready? Yeah. Cheers. Hold on. Where am I? Okay. I don't. I don't know how you do that. I love when companies, like, have good media people that know how to fucking just make bomb, like, one-sentence comebacks. I remember there was a Tumblr post that was, like, Kit Kat and Reese's fighting with each other because Kit Kat made a GIF, but the GIF wouldn't... It was, like, stopping in frames instead of being one fluid motion. Yeah. And Reese's remade it with the Reese's, and they got it to work. <laughs> And they were fucking reblogging each other and cursing each other out. <laughs> and they're like, when your company makes millions, but they don't even know how to use frame rates. <laughs> or the Wendy's one. The Wendy's, the Wendy's Twitter yeah, account. That, that's like the first time I feel like I, I saw a company being like... We don't care anymore. Yeah. We're going off the rails. Or there's this comedian. I don't remember what his name is. But he makes, like, fake accounts on Facebook and then pretends to be the company. Yes, I've seen him. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. And he tells people, like, we don't care if you don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, like, that's I'm going to call corporate. And then he makes another account. And He's it's like, that this company's is corporate. corporate yeah. This is corporate. We don't care if you come <laughs> back. Yeah. Oh, no, I think that. the most unhinged ones is um, Duolingo and Scrub Daddy. That was so fucking random. <laughs> How did that start? I have no idea because they made a collab video where the Scrub Daddy got the Duolingo owl pregnant. And they filmed the video of the Duolingo mascot giving birth to a stuffed animal. And people were like, I just opened TikTok Duolingo. What the hell is going on? <laughs> What's the mascot of... I know Duolingo is an owl. Scrub Daddy is a big, yellow, happy face sponge. They made another video where they're like, come and get your, your shit cleaned out. But it was like all bleeps because it was Scrub Daddy's commercial still. And they were yeah. talking about this like wet cream. And I it think you like sent semen. that one yeah. to me. Uh, they should have made one where Scrub Mommy comes and starts beating the shit out of Duolingo. 
Don't give them ideas for free, <laughs> first of all. Listen, pay me. <laughs> Scrub Daddy, sponsor us. <laughs> Scrub Daddy. Can you imagine we're a fucking podcast about movies and drinking and we get sponsored by Scrub Daddy? I would love that. Because you want that. That would be fucking that, awesome. You want that free Scrub Daddy. Scrub Hell, Daddies. I've yeah. used them. They're pretty damn good. Yes. I have one sponge, but it's not the one with the smiley face. It looks like a regular sponge. Mm-hmm. That fucking thing. My kitchen was so disgusting. I'm going to tell you. This is free fucking advertisement, Scrub Daddy. I swear to God. My <laughs> kitchen was so disgusting. Because I moved in with my boyfriend and he doesn't realize that certain things need to be cleaned and not just lived with because it's not our apartment, technically. That thing is so shiny now. The whole kitchen, when you walk in, it's fucking brighter. I mean, I once... There's this this, this cleaning product I got to clean my do a deep clean in my house once. It's like the pink stuff. Mm-hmm. That shit is like magic. You gotta put elbow work, grease into yeah. it. But like, oh yeah, I put elbow. I cleaned the glass window of my oven. It's not even perfect yet. It needs like another three or four coats. But I'm just lazy. But oh my god, it took away things that I thought would be there forever. Yo, I need something like. Did it work on grease too? Yes. Okay. It cleaned out. I scrubbed the steel off my shower by accident. <laughs> like you can see the, the brass head? underneath it now. Yeah. <laughs> Not the shower, the, the nozzle where the tub comes. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It it took the silver coating off of it by accident. But I was like, fuck it. At least I know it's clean. Because now you can see the brass coming yeah. off of it. I didn't mean to, but that's because the pink stuff is so... Like, don't... Don't eat it. <laughs> don't poison your husbands with it. Like, oh, they will die after just one spoonful of it. All right. Hello, Donna. Hi, you. Me? Who's me, you? <laughs> No, from the show, you. Hello, you. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it. All right, whatever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but anyways, hello and welcome to our podcast. To explain it, me. <laughs> Where two women. Goat. Swimming. <laughs> talk about a movie the other has not heard before. Or seen. <laughs> while drinking. While drinking White Claw. <laughs> Sponsors. <laughs> Do I want to die? Ruby grapefruit. Apparently, this is the only flavor Stephanie will drink. Yeah, all the other ones are ass. <laughs> the key, the the what is it? Not kiwi. It's lime. That oh, one's the like? lime one was pretty okay. Yeah, but that's very basic. Like I don't know. Listen, the I, mango one was disgusting. I, I don't know how y'all drink the fucking mango one. <laughs> all alcohol is gross, except for gin. But you think it's disgusting that I drink gin? Did you pop that fancy bottle I got you? I'm afraid to. <laughs> Because I don't know what to mix it with. Because, I don't know, you had like a stroke and you forgot who I am and what flavors of things I don't drink. And gingerbread Listen, is absolutely I not something I drink. I saw the bottle because and I, was yeah. like, yo, I need to and get this. And she didn't pick it up and look at the bottom to see that it's a fucking snow globe. And if you press a button, it lights up. And yeah. the gold flex in it. Yo, Costco mo- liquor stores, you crazy. Uh, we have a dilemma, people. What's the dilemma? Ladies... Gentlemen, gentlemen's, and everybody else. They them's. The car outside. Uh, <laughs> I've finally done an episode, or I'm going to do an episode, for a movie I watched and never saw before that I absolutely loved. I feel like that's a first. Yeah. It is way easier to do movies on this podcast that are confusing and stupid yeah. than it is to do movies that are that try hard and they 
execute it well, and they do a great job at it. I even feel bad. I don't know if you would like this, honestly, but I feel bad that I'm going to tell you this entire movie because it's like, what's the point of watching it after I tell you it? Well, you know my brain dumb, so. (laughs) (laughs) To anybody out there who sees this episode and you've never seen this movie, this is the first time I'm going to say, stop this podcast right now, go watch it, and then come back and listen to this episode. I don't. I still don't know what the movie is. I know. I'm about to tell you. This <laughs> okay. is the first time Stephanie and I have waited to tell each other what we're gonna do because other times yeah. we fucked up. I I fucked up last time. We were trying to keep and it. we accidentally both did a Nick Cage movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like spewed it while we were talking before recording. I was like, oh fuck. And then we were both like, oh my god, we're, we're both doing Nick Cage. Nick Cage. <laughs> uh, all right. So the movie I'm doing today is 1990s Jacob's Ladder. Okay. Have you heard of the film? Yes. I have no idea what it's about. I saw a scene from this movie on the 101 Scariest Movie Moments and ever since then had it on my list to see it because I wanted to see every movie from that list. But also, this movie looked crazy and I was like, I want to see this movie. So, all right. I had a different movie planned for today, but my brain leaked out of my ears last night and I couldn't. Same. That movie, the movie that I have picked out is. Long, boring, a murder mystery, confusing as shit. So, like, you know, I, I, and it's I, not David Lynch. So I'll just <laughs> tell you that. So, <laughs> well, I told Donna too. Like last night, we have a list. I feel like we've mentioned, but we have a list for each other of movies that either of us haven't seen or seen. And I was just going down my list, and I'm like, "That's depressing. That's depressing." <laughs> I know that's like four hours long. I'm like, this one. All right, it is long, but fuck it. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm sorry. And I don't even know what it is yet, but whatever. So, it, it'll it be, f- if this is going to be depressing, that one's going to be more fun. I'll just say that. You heard it here, folks. For first, folks, my episode's going to suck ass. Get ready. No, that's not. Oh, that's a joke. Diana. All right. So, this movie was written by Bruce Joel Rubin. Tell you what other movies he's written that you possibly may know. Okay. The Time Traveler's Wife, which I know is based on a book, so he wrote the screenplay for it. Okay. Uh, Ghost, which he wrote Ghost. Ghost with? Patrick Swayze. Okay. He he wrote Ghost and then this movie, but they both came out in the same year because he was having a hard time getting these movies made because Hollywood was like, nobody wants to see movies about psychological bullshit and ghosts. And I'm like, that absolutely that's what I want to see. If my man doesn't die and figure out how to come back to What's stop me from a- being murdered, our relationship <laughs> didn't happen. It's dead like him. It's gone like the wind. You know, it's just funny that you mentioned that, but I won't say anything. <laughs> um, I feel like there's a lot of psychological movies that came out in the 90s and like early 2000s. Maybe, but I don't know if this was like the beginning of that. I okay. don't think, like, I can't put too much, like, uh, you know. Connect responsibility on this one movie because i don't know but and he also wrote Stuart little too that was a very like (laughs) (laughs) do you know who directed the first Stuart little no m night Shyamalan. (laughs) what yeah mind fuck right because he had just started working so he probably took whatever he could get yeah but that didn't come that came out in like 1997 or 8 i was a child did the fucking bruce willis movie though maybe around the same time but that was the first that was his first directorial credit yo directorial? what is his fucking is that career a fucking word i don't know yeah I, okay whatever so 
Bruce Joel Rubin, I thought this was based on a book. It's not. He wrote it. He came up with the idea one night when he had a dream that he was trapped on the New York City uh, train stations <laughs> on a subway station. So this was an original idea. I do have to say, like, I'm not trying to be a movie snob or whatever. Movies that come from straight up original ideas that aren't inspired or taken from books, I always find are better. It's It has a lot more creative freedom. It's not sticking to a script already yeah, created. I, f- I feel like I've been hurt by directors and producers <laughs> who don't know how to properly adapt a book into a movie. Or they do really great, but then fuck you on the last season. You know who you are. What are you talking about? Game of Thrones. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We'll be here for eight hours. <laughs> I didn't even read the books. I know Stephanie did. My husband read the books. Well, so. I mean, I haven't read all of them because they haven't fucking come out. <laughs> but you've read the ones that he's already... Yeah. All right, so the director is Adrian Lin. He directed such movies like Flashdance, Indecent Proposal, Fatal Attraction, the remake of Lolita, and this isn't his most popular movie, but Unfaithful. Tell me you remember what Unfaithful is. Oh, is that that crazy shit that we watched in England? No, we were in Wales. Wales. Yes. Where, I have to just mention this, I went on Letterboxd to read the reviews of Unfaithful after I watched it. Somebody wrote, when the dick is so good, you cry on Metro North. (laughs) I lost my shit. That was the best fucking thing I ever read. That that movie's something. But Adrian Lynn I know from... Fatal Attraction, because that's one of my sister's favorite movies. I've seen it a million times. It, it's a well-known movie. Yeah. Uh, so, cast. So, we starring in the main role, we have Tim Robbins. Do you know who Tim Robbins is? What else is he in? Of course. I knew she wouldn't know. Shawshank Redemption. He plays the main character. Not Morgan Friedman. I... Have you seen Shawshank? I know I you have. Maybe. I don't know. What is Shawshank about? The, the Stephen King book about the guy who's sent to prison for murdering his wife, and he said he didn't do it, oh, and no. he's really smart. No, I've so never he seen like, that. You, yes, you have. No, I've seen the one, the book where the author gets his kneecaps okay, that's blown up by a misery. <laughs> this isn't a horror story. This is like a real, you know, oh God. Okay. No, I haven't seen it. Have you seen Mystic River? No. Okay, now I have to show Stephanie photos of Tim <laughs> Robbins because I know she knows who he is, but she doesn't, she's, her brain doesn't, her brain works like, you know how they're like, your brain only works at like 25 capacity? Mine is like pudding. Two. <laughs> oh, yes. I can't recall anything he's been in, but yes. He was in Shawshank Redemption. I have not seen Shawshank. I have to say that Tim Robbins in this movie is so cute. Like, I didn't. I'm going to show you a photo of what he looks like in this movie, and I already know what you're going to tell me. And I kind of don't want to hear it, but it's fine. He's got a big forehead? No. I mean, obviously he was young in this, so... (sighs) Okay, I understand why you... Why? (laughs) Please, he looks like he wants to kill himself. (laughs) Oh, that's not why. I thought you were going to say he looks like my husband. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) I love your husband, but sometimes he looks like he wants to die. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I wasn't expecting he's that. He's just very emotional. I mean, I I do too. I just mean with the hair, the glasses. He's wearing an army jacket in the film a lot of the time. Like, he looks like... He's broody. My husband. Oh, he's broody. All right. So, Tim Robbins. Elizabeth Pena. 
I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Pena or... Hold on, let me just look at the cast. Yeah, just look at the fucking cast. I'm going to say the cast for everybody else. Elizabeth Pena, Danny Aiello, Jason Alexander, Eric LaSalle, or Sal. I know it's ER. I know it's the dude from ER. Ving Rames, S. Apatha Merkerson, who is the captain on Law and Order, the regular Law and Order. You are fucking with my head so hard right now. I hope you know that. <laughs> That's just to name a few. There's more people in the cast. Sorry if I'm not naming all of them. I don't know. I know Elizabeth woman. Pena from Free Willy 2 because she plays the veterinarian <laughs> that they bring out to the water to listen to the, the chests of some of the killer whales in Willie's pod. Oh my god. A George Costanza's in this that's movie? A, that's Jason Alexander. <laughs> All right. And I mean, there's a lot of people I don't know, but then some that I do. Okay. All right. I'll keep this open so I know who the fuck is who. <laughs> you ready for the question? I didn't do a good job of the question. <laughs> okay. You ready for it? Yes. If your husband started seeing hallucinations and he said he was seeing demons, would you think that he was crazy or would you assume it would have something to do with the fact that he was in the Vietnam War? (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, what the fuck? I mean, I guess it depends on what the demons look like. But you wouldn't see the demons. He would tell you that he was seeing... They look like demons. Like that's it. Like, are do they look? When I start, I I have photos. I can't even describe some of these things to you. That's how crazy they are. There is one scene in particular (sighs) that I was like, "How the fuck am I supposed to describe what these two things look like?" And I did my best. But after I give you the descriptions, because you're gonna be like, "What?" (laughs) I'm gonna just show you the photos I have. Okay. Um, I would think it's a little bit of both. Okay. I mean, as somebody who, the movie opens up to a, a large, like, scenic view in the sky. What is, all right, I'm confused about if it's dusk or dawn. The The sun is orange. I thought it was morning, but I think it's actually turning into night. So what is that? Dawn is morning, dusk is night. Cool. I said dusk, but I fucked it up because I thought dusk was morning. So right? two helicopters. Before people oh God. start yelling at us. <laughs> Yeah, I was right. Okay. So it's dusk. Yeah. Two helicopters flying over this big, like, wide area, just grass and swampy marsh kind of area. We Are see... we in Vietnam? Duh. Are we in Nam? We in Nam. So we see soldiers sleeping in cots in tents that is in this kind of terrain. Mm-hmm. The helicopters stop and they drop off more soldiers. And then on the screen it says, for the love of God, don't attack me. I don't know where this place is, so I'm trying to pronounce it the best I can. I thought that's what it said. (laughs) (laughs) The helicopter, the guy's just on the speaker. (laughs) For the love of God, please don't attack us. Yeah, because in 1970s they really gave a shit about inclusion, right? (laughs) I know there's guerrilla warfare in the jungle, but please... I'm just trying to drop some dudes off. I want to go home. There's, <laughs> there are many times they say racist things that I can't repeat. Great. So I had to think of like other words to use. Okay, so it says Mekong Delta, October 6th, 1971. Okay. There is a group of men asking, where's the enemy? But they don't say that, so I'm saying the enemy, mm-hmm. meaning Vietnamese soldiers. Oh, they say some racist shit. Yeah. There's like six of them, and some of them are laying on the cot, some of them are just like sitting up. 
they're all smoking a joint and they're talking to at some point they're calling over to tim robbins's character he is jacob okay okay he plays jacob jacob singer to be exact they call him the professor because we find out that he is getting his phd in philosophy okay that's strange so they say professor this is ving rames's character i don't know his fucking name we're gonna call him ving um how many shits can you take in an hour what the fuck vin whose character ving Ving rames okay his name is george cool but it doesn't matter i didn't write it down yeah it's fine not because i couldn't remember because i I literally didn't hear these some of these men's names until like a third oh i in my movie i wrote down the names when they said them in the movie cool so they're all sitting around and they're joking about jerking each other off making masturbation masturbation jokes basin masturbation jokes then they get alerted that they've sighted the enemy so now they're all on high alert. But remember, they were all just smoking weed. Yeah, it's nighttime? It's turning into night. Ju- okay, the sun is still setting. Later on in the film, they refer to it as that night. So that's why I'm like, well, I thought it was the fucking morning. But that's because <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't tell. Whatever. Okay. They get, they start getting into position. And then all of a sudden, there's soldiers that start saying that their heads are hurting them. The ones that are in this battalion? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Battalion, right? Yeah. Okay. They're like, oh, my head's hurting me. Ving Rames's character falls to the ground and starts having a seizure. The other characters are like falling to the ground, like holding their heads because mm-hmm. they're in so much pain. And at the same time, an explosion happens. So now they're being attacked. Okay. Was the weed tainted? <laughs> some of them are bleeding. Some of them are spinning in circles, like twirling like what, a ballerina over and their over. Ears? Their nose and their mouth. Like, Jesus. eventually that okay. starts happening to Ving Rhames. Jacob starts screaming, medic, medic. But at the same time, all this warfare is now happening. Mm-hmm. Dude from ER, I can't, his name is, his first name is Ed, I'm pretty sure. He starts vomiting. Okay. But there's one, one troop. His name is Paul, just to keep it out of confusion. He sits down and is just watching all of this go on. He's watching gunfire. He's watching everybody fall to the ground and start go getting crazy, sick. He's yeah. watching He's watching Jacob, like, scatter around trying to help people while also trying to deal with the fact that they're being attacked. Mm-hmm. And he's just looking, and he looks scared because he doesn't feel well either, I'm assuming, but he also, like, doesn't know what the fuck to do, and he's just sitting there in the middle of all this. Legs are being blown off. There's limbs, like, flying in the fucking <laughs> air. People are being shot. It's complete chaos. And then we see debris and ash just falling in the sky because now it's kind of all being settled or whatever. Mm -hmm. Jacob is now walking in the jungle. He's still in the perimeter of everything that was happening, but he's trying to, like, get around, like, quietly. Mm -hmm. And he's standing there in the middle and he's listening around and you hear just, like, a foot crunch. And then he just, like, faces the camera. And then all of a sudden somebody runs up to him and stabs him in the gut with their baton. Cut to Jacob. With their baton? Yeah, because at the end of their gun, they had like a knife or whatever. I don't think that's what it's called. That's what it was referred to yeah, on Wikipedia. Okay. So that's what I'm calling it. Okay. Cut to present time. Jacob is on a train. You know Chicago? The city? Yeah. In Illinois? Yeah. Yes. Cool. That's not where it takes place. We're in New York what City. The <laughs> We're in New York City. He's sleeping on a train and he has a book in his hand and he kind of wakes up and he's disoriented like his glasses fell on his chest. He's a USPS worker. Bayonet. 
shut the fuck up. He, don't stop. What are you doing? Give me your phone. <laughs> no. Promise me you're not going to look up anything. No, I just looked up. I don't what, care. What I don't a care. knife at the end of a gun is called. It's called what a did bayonet. I say? You said baton. Fuck you. Whatever. Who cares? Baton is a stick. That's why. You could put a knife at the end of it. I mean, technically, you can put a knife on anything. Right. So shut up. On my so, titty, I could put a knife on my titty. <laughs> he's a USPS worker. He's a postman. All right, he got that government job. <laughs> yeah, but remember I said he was going to school for a PhD in sociology? Well, the, that's strange already to me because he willingly... We'll get to it. Okay. So he's disoriented and the train is underground. So, like, he doesn't know what stop he's at. By the way... New York City at this time, disgusting. Yeah. Fucking gross. Mm-hmm. I know the trains are already disgusting. Like, you know, I would oh, never put my nothing, hand on the floor, but holy shit. compared to yeah. the fucking 80s. <laughs> he goes to the back of the train and looks in the window to the next cart, and he sees a woman, and he walks, he crosses into the train cart. Illegal. Is she also vomiting? No, but illegal. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Only for emergencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one gives a shit in New York. He he goes up to her. He's like, excuse Listen, me. Listen, if someone vomits in the cart that you're Nobody in. Nobody vomited in the car. I don't care. I'm just saying. <laughs> if someone vomits in the cart that you're in, you either get off or move to the next cart. That's an emergency. Fine, but you're not supposed to cross if there's not I mean, an emergency. Is it, though? Yeah, I don't need to be near your nasty, stinky vomit. It's disgusting, so... Someone's not making a bomb on the train. He goes up to this babushka and he's like, I'm sorry, did we already pass Bergman Street? And she stares at him blankly and doesn't say a goddamn word. I don't speak English. She didn't say anything. She just looks at him like, you is a stupid man. You don't pay attention to stops. (laughs) I supposed to tell you what stop we're at. You paying me for that? (laughs) You don't give me money. (laughs) Give me money and I tell you what stop is next. So he's like, okay. And he goes to sit down and he sits down across. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to just go fuck myself. (laughs) He sits down across from a homeless man who's sprawled out on like the seat in front of him. The homeless man's face is covered by a scarf, but you see him moving around and twitching, so you know he's alive. Okay, I was going to say, is he dead? No. (laughs) Jacob gets off to get off at the next stop, and he looks down at the homeless man, and all of a sudden he sees... hello. No. He sees a lizard tail coming out from his ass. Oh my god, is this movie about lizard people? (laughs) No. It's not about lizard people, but he sees this and he, like, gets scared, but his stop already is there. So he gets off. He double takes, the doors open, and he immediately gets off. And he's, like, freaked out by whatever the hell he just saw. But he's Have just, like... Have you ever double taken, double looked at something on the train? I mean, I'm sure. I've seen some crazy shit on the, the train. The only thing I can remember in this moment right now... I don't remember if I was you with you or not. I don't remember if I was you or if you were me, but, you know... <laughs> I gotta stop doing acid and taking the train. Myself, I I don't remember. I was going somewhere in the city with someone, and there was the the train was kind of packed, and this woman with the biggest badonkadonk I have ever seen got onto the train, and there was a group of men on the other side of the train. Everybody in that cart was just staring at her ass because we were like, "How? (laughs) She gotta be (laughs) BL." What? She got a BBL probably. Oh, I mean, something. I don't know. These BBLs are killing y'all. So, he gets off the train. He ends up getting off at Bergman Street. 
But the exit he walks to, like the chain door to get out, it's tied up with a chain, uh, a, a chain link. What the fuck? Yeah, like a chain. A metal chain. <laughs> the okay. chain is but chained. No. There, it's only a door to get out? Yeah. Or it's like the turnstile thing? It's not a turnstile. There's no turnstiles. But what, it, like the revolving dory nope. thingy? No. Nope. It's just, what? this is 1990. Okay. We weren't even born yet. So. They... So They're then going, MTA, what the fuck you doing in the He 80s? goes to the other end where another Y'all remember ep- tokens? <laughs> remember you asked me that and I was like, Chuck E. Cheese tokens? <laughs> I forgot the MTA had tokens, like coins. <laughs> so he goes to the other end where the exit is and he walks up the stairs and it's also boarded up with a chain link fence. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. We got different types of chains, y'all. Yeah, we got all combinations. Have you ever tried to keep somebody from getting out of your house? <laughs> we got them chains. We got them wooden planks blocking wooden the fucking Wooden planks exit. you can put your foot through. You can't put your foot through a chain Bitch, fence. if it's if it's a... <laughs> Listen, if you're trying to keep somebody from coming out, uh, you can't uh, put your foot through that fucking wood. I never chained up a human, so, you know, I never could experience. I'm glad you have experience with that, though, you know? I've watched enough movies. <laughs> He now walks back down the platform where he got off, and he looks across from him, and there's an exit on the other side. But you know what's between him and the other side? The third rail. Wait a minute. Did the third rail exist all the time? I'm going to fucking explain to you why I I question that myself. Okay. Because there's the lane where his train dropped him off, there's the middle part, and Mm. then there's the other side where the train would be coming in the other direction. But this motherfucker is like, I'm going to get across and get out on that exit. Okay. So he walks to the end, and anybody who doesn't live in New York City, the end of every platform has a staircase for workers to go further into the tunnel if they have to do work. So he decides that he's going to do this. He doesn't see a train coming, so he walks down those steps, and now he's walking over the track. Mm -hmm. He steps in the middle of it where there's just a big fucking lake of water, and there's rats everywhere. Nice. I don't see where the... Uh, maybe this I didn't is where fucking... Stuart Little comes in. Yeah. I don't see... Yeah, he, he wrote this movie and he's like, hmm, rats. <laughs> Autonomy. Um, what about a talking rat? He's a mouse, but whatever. He's big for a fucking mouse, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. He walks in this big puddle. There's rats everywhere. I don't see the third rail. Maybe I just wasn't looking hard enough. But don't step. Listen, if forever God forsaken, on me. <laughs> for every godforsaken reason you have to go into the platform, which please take me, Lord, at that moment, don't step on the third rail. You will get electrocuted and die. <laughs> I mean, test it out, you know. You never know. At this point, I say, 1990s New York City, I would rather eat my fucking colon. He crosses now to the other side, and the light bulbs that are hanging on the side of the inside of the tunnel are shaking. So now we have indication that the train is coming. But he doesn't realize that yet. Oh, he a dumb dumb. Leave him alone. He cute. So. <laughs> Just because you good. Oh, my God. That's like excusing every stupid blonde. He gets. He's not blonde. <laughs> he gets in the middle. Now the train lights are coming, and you can see it. And he just stands there. In the middle of the the platform, the fucking rails, and the train and him are face to face, and he starts doing that. He's yep, having a stare yep, off he's doing the, the fucking he's train, doing, like as if the train is gonna move. Frogger. He's doing that, like jutting left to the right, like what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Whoa, whoa. He finally throws his body all the way to the left side of the train. I don't know if y'all know, but you can just go to the side. <laughs> choo choo goes straight. You go sideways, so choo choo don't hit you. 
as the train passes him, because now he's laying in sewer water, Yummy. staring up at the train. In every window of the train, of every car, there is the same man standing in the window. Their faces have a layer of skin over them. So you can't see their eyes. You can't see inside their nose. Their mouth is covered. It's terrifying. So it's just a blob face type of thing? Like, we can see Basically, the face. You can see the it's outline like... of their eyes. Okay, guys. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> This relates to my unhinged poster drawings because <laughs> I have to basically do that to all the faces before I can draw our faces over the faces yeah, in the poster. Yeah, she draws them. She doesn't, she doesn't Photoshop them or anything. I guess, but it's even more terrifying because it looks like skin grafts over their faces. And on the back of the train, where the last car is, where there's just a single door, he sees another man like them, but this person has glasses over their face. Just standing in the door staring at him. He has glasses, but he has no eyes. He has no Do eyes. they have ears? I can't even tell. It's moving so fast that, like, you couldn't really tell. Because I have a problem. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because how would his glasses me, yeah, stay on his face? And you're also telling me they have no noses, so. <laughs> he goes home to his apartment. He has a dog named Chester. Chester is in this movie in two scenes, so don't even ask me about Chester. the dog. I don't even know what kind of dog it is. It's brown, dark brown, like chocolate. Okay. I'm not invested enough to care. He has a girlfriend, and she greets him when he comes in. And she's like... How does she greet him? Hello! He, the lights are off, and he stumbles on something, and he's like, oh, shit. And she turns the she's lights on. She's laying on the floor. No. He was like, did you rearrange all the furniture? She's like, no, I just moved one thing. What do you think of it? He's like, think of what? She's like, the living room. Because I guess she, like, redecorated or whatever. I don't know. He doesn't care, though. She asks... Did I ask you to feng shui this bitch? <laughs> like, what the fuck? She asks what happened to his pants because they're ripped up at the show. He's like, I got no fight with a crocodile. Um, <laughs> you know the sewer rats? He's just like, they I... They nippy tonight. <laughs> He's just like, I had one of those days. I don't know what one of those days are <laughs> this man's life because I, I never had a day like that. If, if... It's just one of those days. Dude, like if anyone, like your partner, or like a roommate or someone came home <laughs> and their shit is fucked up. <laughs> It's just one of those days. I ran into a gang of ocelots. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? He jumps into the shower, and she's already in a robe, so she just takes it off and gets in the shower with him. And, you know, it's cute. It's nice. They soap each other's bodies up. <laughs> Saving that water. Cut to Vietnam. Jacob is lying in the grass, and he's bleeding out, and he's crawling while it's dark and it's raining, so everything is wet. He sees a red light, and you... You start to hear, like, people walking towards him, and he starts saying, help me, but not loud enough where they can hear him. Mm-hmm. Well, we also don't know if it's the enemy or not, so do you want to say it loud they enough? They were... Okay. Yeah. Right now, we don't know. Then he wakes up in bed. His girlfriend throws a a brown paper bag on the bed next to him, and I was like, she giving him weed? Like, She's like, <laughs> put it on! <laughs> I don't want to see your face when I fuck you. She said... Those ki- those kids with the weird names brought this over yesterday. And what? Jake says, Jed and Eli, why can't you remember their names ever? <laughs> so it took me a while to figure this out, and I went back to even put this it's in. N- those are his kids. What? I have problems. When I, when I tell it's you what happens. It's not like the, their fucking names are Ludviga and Husqvarna or some <laughs> shit like that. Like, it's fucking, fucking heard those names. Jacob no, and Jed. Jed. And Eli. Eli, that's fucking simple. Well, she says they're weird names. Those are his fucking kids. 
She's like, they're weird names. It's hard for me to remember You're them. fucking weird, bitch. And he's like, they're biblical names. And he's like, Jesus Christus, <laughs> why don't you read the Bible? <laughs> you should know these names. Well, he says, you have a biblical name. Where do you think Jezebel comes from? Oh, you <laughs> slut. That's her name. She's fucking That's slut. her fucking name. He calls her Jezzy for short. Jizzy. Jezzy. She's being a jizzy bitch. Which I'll tell you. Just give me a second. <laughs> so... He says, how did I get involved with such a fucking ninny? Now, okay, <laughs> I didn't know what ninny meant. And I actually thought he said mini. So I went on Urban Dictionary. Mickey Mouse? <laughs> I went on Urban Dictionary, and I started looking up, like, mini what? slang. And let me just, this is gold. Let me read to you what the fucking first thing comes up with. Pulling a mini is an unlikely girl who is sleeping with the best trash. <laughs> And I was like, there's no fucking way that that's what he was saying. So. What? I put the, caption, I put the captions on and then I, I saw that he called her a ninny. ninny. And that means a dimwit or a dope. Now we know what a ninny means. Not somebody who sleeps with the best trash. I don't even understand that description. <laughs> How would you feel if someone insulted you that way? You sleep with the best trash. Please. I don't even, there was another one that was like. You know what that makes me think of? A trash bag spray painted gold. <laughs> it's technically mini mouse, like that's the slang. Yeah. But the minute I said mini slag, slang, that's what came up. Another one was like the fattest upper pussiest area of a woman's vagina. And I don't even understand that either. Isn't that fupa? Yes, but if it's double fupa, it's a mini mouse. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like ears? <laughs> He says, how do I get involved with such a fucking ninny? She says, you sold your soul, remember? That's what you told me. He opens up the bag of pictures. She tells him, these came from your wife. She was going to throw them out. That's why the boys brought them over. Okay. It's pictures of him when he was a baby. They're pictures of him and her when they were together, him and his wife. J Jesse, I must call her Jizzy because you said it. <laughs> Jesse comes over. And she's like, who is this? And it's a photo of him and his wife, Sarah. And he's like, that's Sarah. And she's like, oh. She's like, Sarah, she looks like a bitch. And he's like, well, she wasn't a bitch there. And she's like, not to me. She looks like she's always been a bitch. And he's like, well, you didn't marry her. <laughs> I already have problems with this woman. But it yeah. gets worse. Hold up. Okay. Okay. Can we from now on call her Jizzy? I'll call her Jizz or Jez. Like, it's Jizzy. hard for me. She's a fucking Jizzy bitch. I would have so many problems with the fact, number one, if I'm with you and you're telling me that you can't even fucking remember simple names of my children. Exactly. And there's a possibility that we may, you know. Be together get, long enough that yeah. you're going to be a presence in their life. Yeah, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then, like, if he doesn't have a problem with his wife or ex-wife, I don't know if they're separated or not. Are they divorced? I don't think that they're divorced at okay. this point. They're just separated. But still, like, if you talk shit about my partner, if we're, like, coexisting, Even if it's my co-parenting, I will be get, like, we can't do this. <laughs> yeah, you can't fucking talk shit. Like, don't degrade the other person. We can talk about problems that we have, but you can't be like, oh, she's a fucking well, bitch. She always looked like a bitch. He obviously... And she doesn't even know what she looks like at he that He obviously isn't saying enough to be like, yo, let's stop this. Because she actually says to him, I, I have it quoted, when she picked up the photo of Sarah and him, she says, I see why you left her. She looks like a real bitch. How do you know she didn't leave me? Well, she did. She threw him out. 
I don't know what he told her, but... All right. <laughs> so then he picks up a photo of a child, and it's Macaulay Culkin. Now, what? another trivia fact that I just... I have to mention at this point. Macaulay Culkin plays a kid in this movie, but he's uncredited for the entire film, and I don't know why. Oh, I do know why. I'll tell you that in the trivia, trivia? later. Yeah. This was before Home Alone? I think so or they were filmed around the same time it might have been before so yeah he picks up a photo and he looks at it it's macaulay culkin and i wrote that's when i put down the pipe because i'm like what the fuck like because i'm like i know who that is but like we're not gonna explain (laughs) this it's he's just in the picture yes it's a photo of just him it's a photo of his son so his two sons brought the bag over eli and jed yeah this is his son who died before he went to vietnam we cut to a home video of Jacob and Macaulay Culkin, like, holding a bicycle together and walking down the street. And then Jacob starts crying. He was in a car crash. Or a car hit him while he was taking his bike somewhere. And Jizzy's like, that's such a stupid name. And then you punch her in the face. And this She's is when like, domestic she, Hold violence. up. It gets... <laughs> she is in the mirror with, like... I her, don't mean that. Her titties out. I'm just You're drunk. Kidding. It's okay. <laughs> and... She see, she hears him crying and she turns around and she's like, what's wrong? And he shows her the photo. And she's like, who is that? She's like, is this the dead one? <laughs> <laughs> you jizzy bitch. <laughs> she actually is like, is this the one that died before you went to Vietnam? Okay, I was going like, to say, yeah. if she well, came, later she on, was hold like, up, is hold this up. the You're dead one? You're not going to like any of the shit that's about to come out. Hold I, on. I hate her. Okay. That, so. <laughs> I will hate her for the rest of this movie. <laughs> He's like, yeah. She starts picking up the photos, like, vigorously, and she's like, I don't like things that make you cry. And he's like, you fucking psycho. They're my photos. Yeah, she gets pissed. So, the next scene, we see her, like, going to work or whatever. That's like someone looking at, like, well, more related, right? Because obviously we don't have kids. But, like, me looking at a photo of my grandmother and getting upset that I, like, miss her or whatever the fuck. And my partner being like, I don't like her. <laughs> and taking the photos from me. She which would make it worse. <laughs> leaves the apartment, assuming she's going to work. But before she leaves, she stops off at the incinerator in the building and throws all the photos in it. You die now. <laughs> I said, this bitch takes those photos and throws them in the burner. Except the photo of his son. He actually put that behind his pillow before she could take the rest of them. So... <laughs> I'm just taking a pillow. <laughs> just shh, go to sleep. The next scene, he's driving a mail truck to work, and um, he's singing this song called "Sunny Boy." It's an old song. I don't really. I've never heard of it till I saw this movie. I know "Oh Danny Boy." <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> Him and his girlfriend work together. Woof. Oh no. Yeah, that's a no-no. Can't get away from Jizzy bitch. He JB. Tells, <laughs> he tells her, "I'm gonna leave work early." She's what do they like, do? She works in the mailroom, and he's a post office. He's a courier. He tells her, I'm going to leave work early. I'm not feeling too well. And she's like, oh, the boss is going to get pissed at you. And he's like, it'll be all right. My back really hurts, so I'm going to go see Louie. His chiropractor? He has a chiropractor. This is played by Danny Aiello. I'm pretty sure Danny Aiello is in Leon the Professional. He's the guy that Leon goes to, and he says, if anything happens to me, I want you to hold on to my money. Okay. Who owns, like, the restaurant. So he's in the chiropractor's office. Getting his back rearranged, getting his shit blown out. Louis tells him, oh, why are you so tense? And he's like, oh, I just have been. He's like, by the way, I saw Sarah the other day. I also cracked her back with my dick. He's like, what'd she say? He's like, oh, she didn't say much. Only that she thinks you're a sorry son of a bitch and she regrets the day she ever laid eyes on you. Wow. He then says, I I think she still loves you. 
<laughs> I think you should go back with her. Give it, her another try. It's a love-hate thing. Jacob says she threw me out, remember? And then Louis says, well, you did spend six years getting a PhD to then start working for the post office. Yeah, I, I would be pissed too if I was his wife. <laughs> He gets on his back, and that's when Louis says, this one's going to be a strong one, so just relax. He's about to fuck his neck up. The minute he cracks his neck, he gets a Jacob flashback. goes back into a flashback. <laughs> We're back in them. All right. Those fucking necks told them with their bases they're going to get fucked. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. This is when we see him, like, we're in his body, and we see just the trees because he's waiting for someone to come over and find him and save him. Okay, so he was crawling up. and he passed out. He basically and... just stayed in one position, yeah. Okay. He comes to, and Louis says, I had to get deep in there. And Jacob says, I had a flashback when you did that, when you cracked my neck. And he's like, honestly, I've been having them for a while now. He's like, uh, I'm not your psychiatrist. <laughs> he's looking up at Louis, who's standing over him, and he's like, you'll be fine. And he pats him, and he's like, Louis, from this angle, from here, you look like an angel. Like an overgrown cherub. What the fuck? And Louis's like, you're the only one who tells me that. And he says, you're a lifesaver, Louie. All right. This is a time when we don't talk about mental illness. I'm just going <laughs> to pat you on the back. You'll be fine. He's a fucking chiropractor. What do you want him to do? Psychoanalyze him? No. I mean, but he also is from, like, they know that he went to Nam. They know he has. Yeah, I know that. But, you know, he could have been like, go see a therapist. Well, we'll get to it, but he does go to a clinic. Okay. For special, for, for veterinarians. For, nope, for veterans. <laughs> Doctor's like, a dog! <laughs> I don't have insurance. Can I see? Can I? I'm uh... like, a, I'm close to dog, right? <laughs> you give human medicine to dogs Doctor... just in smaller doses. Doctor Roof, we'll see you now. <laughs> okay, so he's... <laughs> For veterans. He goes to a clinic for especially Got for it. veterans. Got it. He's walking home and these group of teenage like girls and, and boys are sitting on a stoop and they're ye- they're yelling at him like, Oh, it's Mr. Postman and they're like, <laughs> Shake your fine thing. They think he's cute too. And I'm like, Yeah, that makes sense. And he starts like smiling at them and then they start singing, Mr. Postman. Oh, 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 and he's like laughing and they're having a good time. And I'm like, this is so wholesome. It's not going to last. And then he has a flashback. No, <laughs> he's eating the shit up. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. They think I'm fine. It's all cute. So whatever. <laughs> he is walking under a bridge. Now, forgive me. I wasn't even conceived yet. Um, <laughs> I don't know what bridge this is. It's just a narrow walkway, but there's like half walls that are surrounding him and there's graffiti all over them. Like, I know that you walk out, you walk over a bridge or under a bridge, like, mm-hmm. there's a place for cars to drive, and then you can walk on the sides or take your bike. It doesn't look like that at all. Does so, it look like the tunnel that we went through when we went? No, because that, cause that remember, was closed right? off. This is, like, you still see the outside. Like, it's nothing covering him. The only thing that's above him is a literal bridge. And then on the sides of him, it's, like, half walls with graffiti everywhere, but he's still on the outside. Like, he's not enclosed in a place. That might be something that we don't have anymore, that Probably. it was converted. Yeah. But all of a sudden, he's walking down this, like, lane, and a car swerves out of fucking nowhere, and it just starts heading straight for him. And behind the car, a man jumps out. He doesn't jump out of the car. He jumps out from behind the car. 
He's this man starts yelling at Jacob what? to look out because he doesn't realize that the car is coming and he screams at him run. So now Jacob is running away from this car that is fucking like on his ass. It's swerving from left to right while following him. And in like a split second, he sees that there's a wooden wall of planks and he jumps through it and he falls into this little alcove and the car drives right past him. This <laughs> reminds me of Infinites when we were talking about, do you remember where the fuck are these wide hallways that you can drive a car through a jail? Through a jail? No, that's, see, that's ridiculous. This I believe. Okay, so, I mean, d I don't believe a person being able to outrun a car. The man driving the car looks like a normal man, but as Jacob is now like getting up from like falling and the car passes by, it kind of happens not in slow-mo, but slow enough where you can see it. This is the description that's hard. There are two people in the back of this car that was following him. Okay. And one looks like it's just a head on a stick. Like it's moving like it's a bobblehead. <laughs> and it's a head that also has like no a face. skin graph over it. Yeah. The other head of a person, because I, I don't see a body, looks like a fucking character from Videodrome. And I've never seen Videodrome. I know you have. Shout out I, to my college professor. <laughs> I can't. I can't even fucking explain to you. I'm just going to show you photos. And anybody who's seen this movie will understand. And then anybody who hasn't. This is one head. Okay, so it's like a face with a condom over it. Basically, this is this is the other head. <laughs> it almost looks like the shrunken head from Beetlejuice a little bit. But it's moving like like that. Like and then the person head, driving is a regular... regular person. Okay. What? Okay. He gets up. He looks around. Nobody's around. And he just like brushes it off and the the dude that jumped out of fucking the asshole of the car can't find him he's nowhere to be found listen if anything jacob singer's a real new yorker you shrug this shit off and you gotta keep going where you gotta go like that's <laughs> it this is the third time that somebody's tried to run me over with their car today <laughs> now he's in a hospital he's at like a waiting room at this hospital and he's asking to see dr carlson and the nurse there tells him that doctor doesn't exist at this hospital. This nurse, she's just a small character. I remember her from another small character she played in Uncle Buck. She plays the principal. It's funny. I like that movie. <laughs> so he's confused. He's like, what? How is that possible? This confusion! <laughs> he's like, I've been to his office before. Just give me a pass. Let me go to it. I know where it is. She's like, do you have an appointment? Have an appointment with who, bitch? You just said that the doctor doesn't exist. Who the fuck am I supposed to have right. an appointment with? Dr. Doolittle. He doesn't have an appointment, so they won't let him through. And this is when he gets upset because he's like, I am in a veteran's outpatient program, and Dr. Carlson knows me. So she's like, what's your name again? He says, Jacob Singer. She goes over to her file cabinet. She pulls out one folder and, like, double looks at it and puts it down on her table. But then she's like, I don't have any record of you. And it's just weird. Like, I don't know why she pulled out another file and spent so much time looking at it. And then, you know, it has nothing to do with, with, with that, this She's a woman. She can't read. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> it's 1990, not 1890, okay? <laughs> she's like, st st sting, stro Fuck, I can't pronounce it. He's, he's not here. Fuck it. Just tell him to leave. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. She comes back and she says, I have no record of a Jacob Singer. So this you is You don't when, exist. <laughs> this is when he's like, I, I know I've been here. And he like smashes the desk 
Mm-hmm. And they call a, security. A vase falls over and breaks, and she just looks at him like very angry. And she bends down to pick it up. She's wearing like an old time nurse cap. Mm-hmm. The cap falls off, mm-hmm. and you see her scalp, and it has a horn coming out of it. Like a unicorn? No, like broken up cartilage bone. Like it's crusty, it's red. It's gross. It's nothing clean cut like a unicorn horn, but it's like a callous part of bone coming out of her head. You know some freakazoid out there is like, mm, I want to lick that. That's disgusting. <laughs> he is freaked out, but he's also like, fuck this. So he <laughs> runs. Ignore it. <laughs> Whitney, we're in New York. We see crazy shit all the time. Just act like you didn't fucking see it. Act like you didn't just almost die. This is when he runs past the nurse's office and she's like, you can't go in there. And she starts screaming at him. Security. Too late, bitch. <laughs> Fix your shit. Um, <laughs> go see a doctor. You That's his fault. You weren't in a fucking hospital. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so why does it look like you have an eleventh toe on your fucking head? <laughs> he doesn't talk like this. But <laughs> so he runs past the office. He's going down the hallway. There's security chasing him, and he runs straight into the office where Doctor Carlson would be. There's a there's a meeting going on. Okay. Like with a doctors? Group, no, with a group meeting, like one doctor and a bunch of patients all sitting in a circle. So like group therapy? Basically. Okay. That's what I assume, at least from the way it looks. They're this like, guy, come on in. So he runs in the group meeting where this guy is running his, his meeting and the guy says, can I help you with anything? And he says, I'm looking for Dr. Carlson. And the doctor that's doing the meeting is like, can we step outside for a second? And all these people are looking at him like, what the hell's going on? So the doctor steps outside, and he says to Jacob, I'm sorry I have to tell you this, but Dr. Carlson died. And he's like, died? What do you mean? What happened? He's like, happened about a month ago, right before Thanksgiving. He was in a car accident. And he says, what kind of car accident? And he's like, his car exploded. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would call that a car accident <laughs> maybe more like murder he's shaken up visibly and the doctor's like can i do anything for you it comes closer to him and he kind of like backs he's up. like yeah can you come punch this fucking nurse in the front because she told me he doesn't exist he asks another question the doctor's like i really don't have any more information than that than what i've been told cut to the next scene he's in bed with jezebel and stupid jizzy bitch she says maybe you're just under a lot of pressure money your wife and he doesn't you. he doesn't really answer it and she then she says or maybe it's the war and this is when he's like come on don't give me that listen i know i've been through some shit but do you know that a lot of people i'm fucking godfather now <laughs> do you know there's a lot of men out there they say they have ptsd you but know they actually have a hormone imbalance <laughs> Yeah, there's something in your head if you if you get hit a lot in the face or if you have, like, trauma to your head. You have, like, reactions as if you have PTSD, but it's actually, like, a hormone imbalance. And a lot of veterans actually get help by having hormone treatments. Wow. All right, well. And it cures their depression. He says, how does that explain being barricaded in subway stations and creatures? <laughs> she says, this is New York. There are a lot of creatures. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> And that's when he says, I think... He's, he's like, I didn't see Elmo from Times Square. Anti-Semitic Elmo? Trying to fucking beat the shit out of Batman. This is when he says, I think they're actually more like demons. And she's like, come on, Jake. Give me a break, demons. 
By the way, she like, said this bitch is what? No, she believes that there's creatures, but demons she in was New York. A joke. Too much. She was making a joke. No, like, fuck her. She a jizzy bitch. I don't like her. You made me not like her. I didn't make you. I didn't write the script. No, like no, you made me not. Right. You told me about her. You made me not like her. She says, "What do you mean by demons?" And he's like, "It's inhuman beings that I'm seeing all around me." And then she says to him, "Do you still love me?" And he's like, <laughs> "Oh my god." He's like, "What?" That's like the fucking scene from Lost Highway where What's-His-Face is dancing with his girlfriend and he tells her some fucking traumatic shit and she's like, do you still like me? He says, what? And she's like, do you still love me? And he's like, yeah. You're making me question it, though. Now, we're at a party. Lady Marmalade is playing in the background. The original, though, not because it's 1990, obviously, not the one with Christina Aguilera, Maya, and Pink, and Lil' Kim, whatever. <laughs> it's not far That's off. That's not Christina Aguilera. <laughs> He's standing in a room and a woman throws herself at him who's drunk. She's like, do you got a girlfriend? Is she here? You can come home with me. And she, if like, she's not a... here, she won't know. <laughs> so he's just like smiling and like pushing her away. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. This is somebody else's apartment. He goes into their fridge to get a beer and there's a goat's head on a plate in the fridge. Like skin, though. It's either a goat or a cow's head, but it's wrapped in saran wrap. Again, just like, oh, it's fucking New York. It's, just, it's not happening. I didn't see that. Fuck Jesse it. is dancing with some other guy on the dance floor in the living room. Crazy. I mean, like, she's getting bucked in the air and, like, thrown. Like, it's supposed to be, like, provocative. What? Is it like showgirls in the pool? No, because this is still kind of, like, in a very provocative way, still, like, kind of sexy. It's not, like, fish fucking. That okay. was, like, you know when you're at... <laughs> or when she's you know giving when him a lap a, dance? That shit was crazy. Yeah. You know when you're catching a bass and it's, like, going all over the place? <laughs> I want you to fuck like that. No, that's not... I have a fish fetish. <laughs> I'm fucked in the head. He just... sees her dancing with this other guy, and he's near the staircase of this apartment. And there's a woman sitting on the steps, and she says... Can I read your hand? He's a fortune teller. I assume. Okay? This is the woman who plays the captain on Law & Order. She was young. This is what Do an early film. you want to look at my crystal ball? <laughs> I tell you your future. Somebody comes my out. My crystal ball is my tit. <laughs> Somebody coming down the stairs is like, she's good. You should do it. <laughs> she, she looks at his hand. She told me my cat would die if I didn't take it to the vet. <laughs> She told me when to cash my husband's life insurance because he was going to die. <laughs> She's like, do you want him dead? Let him go to work that day. <laughs> it's September 10th. I'm t I can't. <laughs> stop doing that every You second. did it. You always yell at me. You did it. It's so easy, though. All right. Oh, God. Full circle for everything. If it's happening in New York. <laughs> Actually, the movie I was going to do came out in 2001, and I'm like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> So, she looks at his hand, oh, and she says, oh, you're married. And he smiles. Mm. He smiles, because obviously she's on to something. And then she says, oh, divorced. I like that in a man. He's cute. Whatever. Let them get she's that like, word She's like, oh, on. experienced. <laughs> the fuck? She says, you see this line right here, pointing to the edge of his hand? He's like, yeah. He's like, that's a paper cut. They both laugh. She's like, I like a man with humor. 
This is when Jesse comes over and she's like, Jay, come dance with me, please. And he's like, okay. He nods his head. And she's like, what are you doing, flirting? And then the fortune teller's like, hi. <laughs> but he's still listening. <laughs> but he's still listening to the fortune teller. And she points and she's like, you see this big line right here? She's like, this is your lifeline. She's like, it's very strange because according to this, you're already dead. Vanilla sky? No. <laughs> So he leaves, he finds Jesse on the dance floor, and she's like, come, come dance with me. And Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. <laughs> yeah, that's what's fucking playing. That's what these, that's what all these you people. You my stupid hoe, sugar, baby. No, at some point, James Brown is playing. I'm like, this is some good fucking music. So he's like, you know, bopping around a little bit because he's awkward and he's white, but... <laughs> What, what, either, listen, there's only two cute things that white men can do. They can either know how to fucking dance and they're good at it, or they're a little awkward and they're like, I'm trying. Like, that's, that's cute. Bad, bad dancers, get out of my face. <laughs> yeah, that's I know how to move my shoulders. That's basically what he's doing. This is, this scene that I'm about to describe, this is the most famous scene in the movie. This is the scene that was in the show I watched. What show? The 101 Scariest Movie oh. Moments. Oh, this is the scene? This is the scene. So, she's like... He's not trying. She gives up on him, and he steps back, and she starts dancing again with the guy she was originally dancing with. You move suck. He starts getting disoriented, and he looks around the room, and he sees people, like, staring at him, and then other people are walking past him, and they look like they're laughing straight in his face. Okay. It it, it almost feels like he's having a bad trip, because the way he's moving, like, everything's kind of moving slow, but at fast at the same time. He looks across the room, and all the way in the back in this other room, there's a man staring at him, like, smiling a little bit and staring at him. And then he looks over to what the other... What you doing, sugar <laughs> He looks over... Yeah, it's Mel Gibson. He looks over to this other corner, and there's a man with no shirt on who's built as shit, and his head is moving in crazy frames. You got, you got the picture? Okay. Got it. They're trying to seduce second. him. Oh, he then sees pigeons flying across the room. Face off? <laughs> And then a snake monster with no skin is starting to come at him and try to bite his head. What the fuck? Okay. Is this a rave at a zoo? Like, I don't know. I want to trip he looks balls back. and go to the zoo. I want to eat them shrooms and go to the zoo. <laughs> Look out for Stephanie's album. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. He looks back at the man who was originally looking looking at him, and that man's head is also, like, going crazy, moving in insane frames. The way that they did this, they didn't do special effects. Effects. They just sped it up. They just sped it up, yeah, and it's really cool. They. I can't remember what other movie I've seen it, but I, oh, Matrix, I think. Yeah, but I know that they did CGI, like, and and did that shit after post production. The point was is that the filmmaker shot this in a way that he just had to reverse the film, and no, it I, looks. I, I get yeah. It, yeah. He starts backing up his fear, and his glasses fall on the floor, and he and gets down blind, on the ground. Bitch. Everyone's standing around him, like, still dancing, and he finally gets them, and he puts them on. I can't see without my glasses. And he looks over, and there's lights just flashing in his face, and this is when he sees Jesse dancing with that guy. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to describe this as best that I can. She is dancing with this man so provocatively that her short skirt is, like, flipped up, and you see her garter belt and her ass just out. And she's grinding on this guy who all of a sudden, you can't see it clearly, but he turns into a demon. It's this big demon with fucking wings and a lizard's tail that's going between her legs, 
and she's holding it and riding it like she's having sex with it. Yo, hentai bitches, <laughs> this movie's for you. It's the wings of this demon is grabbing her ass and like cutting her body up so she starts to bleed. But she's like, oh yeah, I'm into blood She play. is. She is saying like, oh yeah, because it looks like she's literally having sex with this thing. And it's happening with all these flashing lights and he's watching it. And then all of a sudden, a horn penetrates out of her mouth and she just like dies. And Jacob backs up in fear and starts screaming and falls to the ground horn or is it like the tail it's, it's like the tail had a spike come out and it of goes it, through and her it goes through her mouth cool i didn't like her anyways i don't give a shit well this wasn't really happening okay well i wish it did so he falls to the ground and everyone like walks over to him and they're all staring at him in a circle and he's just screaming and they're like you okay bud yo you okay there's a flashback back to vietnam and now we see that some soldiers find him in the grass and they say jesus look at him his guts are all hanging out and now we're back to the present. All of these things are coming to him in pieces. I mean, technically, you could survive that. It's small percentage. Well, I mean, he's here in the future. So obviously, but is these he? Are, obviously, these are the memories that he's having, and he's remembering them more and more. But is he? Yes, he's telling. He's remembering these things that happened right, to him. But is he? He's back from the war. Yes, shut the fuck up. So anyway. Because the bitch on the stairs told him she's, he's dead. Well, yeah, and he thinks demons are following him. There's a lot going on, so just don't shut up. <laughs> now we're back in his apartment, and he's he's laying in bed, and he's looking like he's dead. Like, his eyes are bloodshot red. He's pale as shit. I would be, too. Jesse is pissed at him, and she's like, I've never been so mortified in my life. We're at a party, and you start screaming your head off all because I'm dancing. She's like, I don't want to do crazy anymore, Jake. I don't need this shit. I hate you. <laughs> She comes over to him and he had a thermometer in her mouth and she takes it out and she looks at it and she goes, oh my God. Yeah, you feel like a piece of shit now? This is when she runs over to get the phone. She's like, I'm calling the doctor. He's like, what's wrong? He's barely speaking. She calls the doctor. She's like, doctor, whatever. She's like, I'm so sorry to bother you. She's like, I just took Jake's temperature. It's 106. Is this possible? It went all the way to the end of the thermometer. Uh, he, he did again. So she hangs up the phone. <laughs> Shut up. She hangs up the phone and she runs to the bathroom and she starts running cold water and then she runs to the freezer and she's getting ice cubes. And ice he's bath. he's screaming, What's happening? And she tells him, Get out of bed, Jake, get out Get now. your ass in the tub. And he's like, I can't. I'm, I'm gonna give you a bubble bath. He's not bubble bath. He's like, I can't, I'm freezing. And she's like, The doctor told me that you would die on the way to the hospital. Get up. <laughs> so then she's like, I need more ice. She starts running out into the the hallway of the of the apartment building asking everybody please give me ice i need ice like three or four people come out people are bringing buckets of ice they're bringing their ice trays bags of ice she says that she needs their help because he falls to the floor and is like hugging the toilet so they pick him up and they throw him in this ice bath and he's screaming his head off he's like help me you're all trying to kill me and he's just freaking the fuck out does he see them as people or as Yeah, demons? he knows that they're people. That okay. these are the people around him. But they're all telling him like, "Shh, calm down." Shh. And he's like, "It's me. <laughs> the cops are gonna come." <laughs> he's like, "You're killing me." It's past ten o'clock. Shut the fuck up. So now we cut to him waking up in his bed, and all of the windows are open, and it's dark. But he's not in his apartment. He's in his house with his wife Sarah. He wakes up and he shuts the window, and he tells her, "I had a dream," and he's like. 
I was living with another woman. You know, the woman who works at the post office. You met her at the Christmas party. Jezebel. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what a nightmare it was. What the f- He says that he was on fire and he was put in an ice bath and there were all these demons around him. His wife says to him, you see what happens when you cheat on me in your dreams? And he's like, she had the most amazing thighs. And she's like, I thought this was a nightmare. And he's like, it was a nightmare. And he rolls over, and he's trying to get some now, I guess, because, you know, whatever's going on under the covers. And then Home Alone walks in the room. And he's like, Daddy? You're trying to rob the house? <laughs> what was that noise? That's and he's penis! Like, he's like, it's nothing. Go back to bed. And he's like, it's freezing in here. He's like, blame your mother. She had all the windows open. She wants me to die of hypothermia. And he's like, will you tuck me in? And he's like, her? And she, he's like, no, you, Daddy. And he's like, okay. So he puts his son to bed, and he tucks him in. And I swear to God, I saw this in the scene. When he bends down to kiss Gabe after he tucks him in, there's a mirror on the other side of, like, the bed where Gabe is sleeping. Mm -hmm. And in the mirror, I swear to God, I see a man sitting down. On the bed? No. On, like, a chair across it, the room. Behind him, yes. technically. Yes. Okay. But I'm not sure, and I feel like I'm like gonna have to post this on social media and be like, "Yo, is, am I seeing shit, or is that there?" Do you because, have a picture of it? No, I don't. I could show it to you later. It's it, this movie's on Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, it's free to watch. So technically not free, but <laughs> you get the point. If you have a friend who has Amazon Prime, ask them to let you watch this movie. <laughs> he starts singing to his son, Sonny Boy, the song he was singing in the mail truck. Ooh, baby, baby. Yeah, that's what he's singing to baby, him. Baby. No, he's like, Daddy, will you sing me a lullaby? He's like, your favorite? He's like, yeah. He's like, why are you coming home? Five <laughs> in the morn. Something's going on. Can I smell your dick? Yeah. Lullabies. <laughs> Mother Goose, you know? He's like singing this song to his kid. And then you, hear, you see another kid in a bunk bed on the other side of the room. And the kid gets up and he's like, Dad? And, and Jacob's like, Go fuck shit! <laughs> yes, Jed? He's like, you forgot my allowance. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you forgot to give it to me. He's like, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Go to sleep. We'll yeah, talk about this fuck? over breakfast. Why you th what? And then the third kid in the bunk bed, oh, Eli, God. is like, I love you, Dad. And he's like, I love you, too. He's like, I love you. I'm not asking you for money. I'm just asking you <laughs> for love. <laughs> he's like getting ready to leave the room. And he's like, Dad, J Gabe is like, Dad, don't go. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. Just go to sleep. And he's like... Okay, he's like, don't shut the door all the way. And then Jacob goes back to bed, and he looks super fucking confused. He gets in bed. Sarah rolls over to, like, hold him. And he's like, I love you, Sarah. And then back to Vietnam. So, question, because now we have three timelines that we're being shown. Does he not remember what happened with Sarah in the future? Or he does know why they're, like, separated? He knows. He knows? Okay. He was there. <laughs> No, I'm right, but because he's having like these crazy visions or well, he was having this when he was having his feet. Well, let me get to it. Okay. okay, all right. But back to Vietnam, we see trees again because that's Jacob's POV. But people are carrying him and like running, and they're speaking, and you can hear choppers in the background. Mm -hmm. So he wakes up and he's back in the bathtub, and he's just staring up out of this bathtub, laying in still water. His eyes are bloodshot, they're wide open, and a doctor leans over and says to him, you're a lucky guy. 
You must have friends in high places. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't even respond to this. He just slowly starts crying. Jesus Christus is my best friend. <laughs> my God Christus is an awesome God he is. <laughs> Jesus Christus took the wheel. <laughs> Again, we see a chopper nail suspended in air and you just hear the as this thing is airlifting him into the sky. He wakes up in bed again. Jezzy is sitting in a chair. She's like so excited that he's finally awake. She goes over to him. She tells him, you're going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Apparently he was having fits in his sleep all night. And she said, yeah, you were talking in your sleep. You kept saying, Sarah, close the window. Then she says, and you were talking to your kids, even the dead one. Weird, huh? This bitch. (laughs) Has no redeeming qualities. Okay, except for the fact that... She's beautiful and she loves him. Does she? I mean, she loves that duke, but... Yeah. (laughs) Apparently he melted 50 pounds of ice in eight hours. That's how hot he was. (laughs) It's getting hot in here. Jacob... So throw me in the tub. I I am getting so hot. I'm gonna die in the neighbors. (laughs) I'm gonna die in an hour. (laughs) He says to her, am I dead? She's like, no, no, you're not dead. Just lay here. I wish I was. (laughs) Just lay here and get some rest. Cut to now two weeks into the future. And I learned this because of this conversation. You see his desk is filled with all these books on demonology and witchcraft. Uh Uh-oh. He's gone down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, the internet wasn't that big. So, you know, when somebody went to the fucking library and took out, like, Five to ten books on the same subject, you know some shit's going down. (laughs) She starts nagging him, like, you should really get out of the house today. You've been cooped up for all this time. It's not good for you. And he's not listening to her. She runs up to him, and she's like, anybody in there? Like, in his face. And then she backs up, and she says, anybody home? But she says it in a demonic voice, and her eyes turn black. Anybody home? (laughs) Not like that. He straight up pushes her into a fucking wall. And he says, who are you? She's like, you're fucking crazy. And leaves and she's like, have a good day. God, I hate her so much. (laughs) He gets I don't think you, I don't, (laughs) I don't think I've ever hated a specific person this much in in any of the movies. (laughs) She's pretty, I mean, she has her moments, but she's pretty bad, yeah. So she leaves and then he gets a phone call. God, you, I'm sorry, you are such a, (laughs) you are such an insensitive bitch. Like, your man's almost died two fucking weeks ago. Yeah. You have no compassion. But, I mean, if your, if your boyfriend, who you're taking care of, who is also screaming for his other family in his fits of, like, manic dreaming, hasn't left the house in weeks and is just studying books on demonology, you would yeah. be like, that's perfectly okay. I know you I wouldn't, but I would, but I would, I would cut get off. fucking professional help. It's 1990. I wouldn't just sit there being like, hello, knock, knock, can someone come to the door? (laughs) She leaves and he gets a phone call from Paul. Paul was the soldier in war with him who was just sitting on the ground and watching everything. Paul says, I need to see you. And it sounds urgent as hell. And he's like, okay. So they decide to meet up at this dive bar in the middle of the day. Paul says that he's going to hell. And that's as straight that he can say it to him without sounding even crazier Wait, than he already does. Paul is going to hell? Yes, or Paul he... says that. Okay. Paul says, I'm going to hell. Okay. He says, they're coming after me. I've 
been followed this whole time and they're coming out of walls. I see them all the time and I can't trust anybody. He gets up and goes to the window of this dive bar that has blinds like yours and he like looks out and he screams something and it, and everybody looks at him in the bar and Jacob's like, mind your business. So <laughs> He does the... Yeah, but not that crazy. What the fuck is out there? Jacob's like, who's following you? And he's like, I don't know who they are or what they are, but I'm really scared. And this is when Jacob tells him, I know what you're talking about because I've seen them too. I've seen them too. This is when you hear... Demons. Demons. I'm not crazy. Like I'm in the twilight zone and it kind of feels like there's demons on my ass. The government don't give a shit about vets. Vets. Paul tells him, I've been carrying this Bible. I got this. I don't know what the fuck it is. I got holy water. I got garlic. He's like, I got a... I got a rosary with a coin at the end of it. I don't know. I got silver bullets. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) He's like, nothing helps. Nothing helps. So I don't know what kind of conclusion they come. I think that they say, like, we got to talk to the others, the other people that were in their battalion. Yeah. Okay. So they leave the bar, and they're walking to Paul's car, and Jacob looks down, and he's like, sees a quarter. And he's like, it's my lucky day. So he goes to pick it up because a quarter was probably worth, like, what, $5 back then? <laughs> so, like, she had I was it heads up. It's tails. <gasps> Is that bad luck? Bad luck. Fuck. Goddamn. Nobody told me that. You know how many quarters I picked up off the ground that are tails up? If it's tails up, you have to flip it over and leave it for the next person. Really? Fuck that. <laughs> leave it and double it. Um, <laughs> Tell your so- friend to pick it up and then take it from <laughs> I'll remember that next time we're together. <laughs> so a man walks into the shot as Jacob is going to pick this quarter up. And this is the same man that ran out from behind the car to warn him when the car was coming. Don't pick that quarter up. He's watching Jacob and Paul. Does Jacob see him watching or we just see him? Jacob doesn't see him. Okay. We only see that he's watching Jacob and Paul. Paul says what happened that night, meaning the night in Nam, as he's opening his car door. Oh, no. Sorry. I fucked up. Paul said that before they left the bar. Okay. But that's just an important thing. So... Does he tell him? Or it's just a question we hear, but we don't see... It's just a question we hear, but nothing is said after that. Jacob goes to pick the quarter up, and at the same moment, Paul puts his key in the ignition. This is not happening in slow motion, but it's happening slow enough that, like, we see back and forth what's going on. So Jacob is The car blows up. Shh. Shut up. (laughs) Jacob is picking the quarter up. Paul looks at him, and as he puts the key in the ignition, he just smiles... He turns the key and the car blows up. I'm cutting out your car blows up. Did I write this movie? No, because this movie's really good. Like, I'm not going to lie. So I'm saying I can't write a good movie. Uh, maybe you could draw it good. Um, <laughs> Just jump off the bridge. It doesn't even matter. God, shut up. As the car is blowing as up. As the car blows up, Jacob then cuts to another flashback. He's in the chopper and he's lying down and he's dying. And there are soldiers who are now shooting out of the helicopter because they're being shot at by other soldiers. By the enemy. We're back to the now, the explosion, and the man who we saw earlier who hopped out behind the car runs over to Jacob, pulls him away from the explosion, leaves him there, and then runs away. It's Batman. (laughs) I was going to say, is it his guardian angel? No. Jake gets up. He's just his stalker. Jake gets up. He's disoriented, whatever. We cut to now the funeral. It's the of funeral Paul. of Paul. Yeah. He's there with Jesse. 
All the soldiers are there. Now, I originally thought that they died because I told you Ving Rhames was having a seizure. Yeah. ER was vomiting. One yeah, of them, it, it his looked head like was spinning. They were, yeah. yeah. I thought that they all died. They didn't. None of them died. Cool. They ask Jacob when they get to Paul's house for the the services afterwards. Mm-hmm. Let Why me tell you though. Why the fuck you tripping? Why you always tripping? Stop mm-hmm. Oh my tripping. god, those demons are real. Your joint was laced with PCP. It should have. <laughs> Before I talk to you about the conversation that Jake and his like fellow soldiers are having, I want you to know that. Paul's widow is sitting in the living room crying and Jesse is sitting next to her and she's like, no, 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 no. You have to be strong for your children. Bitch. <laughs> Who the fuck are you to give advice? You fucked the lizard man on the dance floor. <laughs> the lizard man. So they're having a conversation in the kitchen and they say, what was the last conversation you had with Paul? And he tells him Paul was really scared. He was sad. He thought that people were following him, but he didn't know who it was. Paul looked happy to die. He then says, demons. The demons. And everybody else is kind of looking away, but Ving Rhames is holding a, a beer bottle like this. And he's like... He's like, what did he say? The... <laughs> he says, what did he say the demons looked like? The demons! And then he drops the beer bottle on the floor and it spills out and he says, excuse me, and just walks out of the kitchen. Waste of alcohol. Uh, we look over and ER is crying. ER? The dude from ER. Ed, oh, okay. Ed I'm whatever like, sale. Like, whose name was ER? Everyone is traumatized. But I have to say, there's one soldier who I don't even remember from the beginning of this film. He's this little Italian dude who's like, come on, there's no fucking demons. Forget like, about it. Yo, my Uncle Tony, he told me that shit isn't real. He's <laughs> like, you need to be a man. He's like, men don't fucking cry, all right? He's like, demons. He's like, I'm married to one. You want to take her? Like, <laughs> She's the demon of chandeliers. <laughs> She's the demon of Little Italy. I can't come home without this bitch ragging on my gonads. <laughs> so they're on the roof after the funeral of like Jacob's apartment. Rooftop chilling. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just seeing them on like, the roof of a house. They're <laughs> levitating on the yeah. roof. So Santa? Jacob tells them Dr. Carlson is also dead, by the way. He died in a car explosion, too. They know the doctor? They all went to the same clinic. Okay. They start talking about that night that their troops were attacked. Mm-hmm. Jacob says, we have to go see the army and ask them what's going on because something is happening <laughs> and we don't know. Well, yeah, wait. <laughs> Small dude. Uh, Bobby. Bobby. Bobby's like, what's wrong with you? It wasn't demons that night. We just had some bad grass. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't trust fucking Tim when he gave us that shit. It's not like we were at a party, you know, like we were in the battalion. It's not like we were in Brooklyn getting that good shit. Now they're all at a lawyer's office. He would say some racist shit in that, too. (laughs) The lawyer is George Costanza. He was younger, you know, like he had more hair back then. He was always fat, though. (laughs) You know, he always looked like the same person to me. Is he still fat? I don't know. What does he look like now? He's older now, but when he was younger, I mean, he still had the same face, obviously, but he he looked a little bit slimmer. George Costanza. George Costanza tells him. George. Tells all of them. Do you know how hard it is to sue the army? Like, like, you really think that the military is going to give you fucking answers that you want? And they're That's like. That's why I left. And they're like, but there's more than one of us, you know? Like, can you at least start looking into our case? And he's like, all right, I'm going to need dispositions from all of you. He's like, you know, if you do win this, there's a pretty penny coming all 
your ways because and to me too yeah <laughs> and they're they're like we're not in this for the money and he's like oh, okay well whatever i am so yeah <laughs> they all leave the lawyer skipping and like high-fiving like the 18 they're holding hands they're like yeah, yeah. friends dead <laughs> but whatever <laughs> for some reason i think of all of them like being super happy like um in zoolander yeah like when they're throwing gasoline <laughs> yeah. around yeah but then you see somebody sitting in a car across the street watching them and he just pulls away like really quickly is the guy no oh somebody else back at Mysterious. home he's shaving he's talking to jesse and she's like i put a hungry man in the oven for you it should be done in an hour and i cut you a salad and i got you some of your favorite apple juice and he's like oh because he hates apple juice he's like this bitch doesn't know me favorite apple juice He's like, by the way, when you were in the shower, your lawyer called you. And he's like, what? He's like, why didn't you tell me? She's like, I didn't have time to really keep him on the line. He hung up on me abruptly. She's like, I'm sorry to tell you, Jake, but he told me he can't take your case. Hmm. So he's like, is blackmail involved? <laughs> he's like, why? And she's like, he said that all of your friends backed out and they don't want to do this anymore. But we were skipping and holding hands. So he's like, this doesn't make any sense. She is leaving. She's like, give me a kiss goodbye. Kiss her goodbye. She goes, this one he calls ER. I know that's not his name, but I call him that because he's from fucking ER. Also, yeah. his name is Frank in the movie. I now found out. Okay. <laughs> so he calls Frank and Frank tells him, yeah, we backed out. And he's like, but why? And he starts being vague about things like we don't really want to do this. And he starts arguing with him and he's like, who's been talking to you? And Frank says, nobody, you just need to leave this alone. So Jacob's like, all right, I'm going to call the other guys. And Frank's like, they don't want to talk to you either. Just give it a rest. He's like, listen, just because you think that demons are going to be on the jury doesn't mean we don't have a case. Yana, you tell me you don't got this. What the fuck is this? You got three Hasidic Jews. You got two Tibetan monks. There's not one Catholic on this goddamn jury. And I'm supposed to say this But we got demons? <laughs> Frank tells him, don't call back. He hangs up and then he leaves the phone off the hook and he looks to the other side of the room and all of the other troops are there and they're just sitting there in, in silence with him. Jacob now decides he's going to go see George and be like, what the fuck is up? He meets him while he's in the middle of like, I don't know, a hearing, an adjournment, I don't fucking know. At a court? And George house. is like, stay away from me, get away from me. And he's like, no, not until you tell me what's going on. So they start arguing and George says, I can't do anything for me, for you or your friends. And he gets pissed. And he's like, you have used and abused me, Mr. Singer, and I won't have you take up any more of my time. And Jacob's like, what are you talking about? And the lawyer says, I check with the Army's Bureau. You never even went to Vietnam. What? And he's like, what are you talking about? Yes, I did. He's like, no, apparently you and your friends were all discharged in Thailand after playing some war games. So George tells him to go fuck himself. And then he pushes him into a wall. He likes doing that to people. And, like, George is, like, Jacob? hurt. Jacob? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, George is, like, hurt. Jacob leaves. He's walking down the stairs when all of a sudden a car pulls up. Two men get out, and they grab him, and they start stuffing him into this car. There's a woman with a baby watching this, like, because she doesn't know what the fuck is going on. We're in New York. I didn't see shit. So he's sitting in the middle of the car between these two men. Somebody else is driving. It's not. You see something, say something. You see something, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> he's like, you were blind that day. <laughs> these two men are sitting on either side of him in the car, and they're like, Mr. Jacob Singer. They're like, what a funny name for a man who can't keep his fucking mouth shut. What? fuck is going they're like on we heard that you and your friends were talking some shit and we need you to shut up about it 
because there are people who have been watching you. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, yeah, we don't think that that's true. It's, it's more <laughs> elegant than this, but like, I don't Listen, fucking remember. you think we're stupid? Do I look like a stupid guy? This car. Does this face look fucking stupid to you? This driver is driving like he just smoked crack and is driving. He's going so fucking <laughs> fast. He's swerving all over the place. So Jacob picks I up. I ain't got no license. <laughs> they can't give me a ticket. Please, they probably work for the government. <laughs> Jacob picks up both of his arms and straight up fucking. <laughs> yeah. Just nice. like hits the both of them in the face. I he like He starts it. beating the fuck out of these men. He's hitting one guy with his fucking hand. He's hitting the other guy with his elbow. He starts kicking the driver in the back of the head. I like it. He's, uh, what's it called? When you can use both hands to write? <laughs> ambidextrous? Yes, it's yeah. ambidextrous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The car, the, the driver is, is hit, so he's hitting into every car on this park street. I would be pissed. Absolutely. He opens up the door and he's falling out of it. <laughs> Like, as it's still driving, he's trying to get out, but they're holding him. One of them drops a gun. The Somebody picks the gun up. The gun goes off. Like, it's just a brawl in this it's Cadillac. Fucking texting mayhem. So then he finally jumps out of the moving car, and he lands straight on his back. He can't move. He's laying under this bridge. Oh, no, he didn't tuck, duck, and roll. There's a guy standing on the corner for the Salvation Army wearing a Santa Claus costume, and he goes up to him, and he's staring at him. And he's staring back at him, and the guy in the Santa Claus costume goes, reaches down, and he's like, you poor man, and starts looking for his wallet, uh. and just takes it. So the next scene, he's being wheeled into a hospital. Fuck you, Santa. Jacob tells the doctor, he's like, I hurt my back, but all I need is my chiropractor. The doc asks the nurses and the orderlies. He's got magic fingers. Do we have any identification on this man? Where's his wallet? And Jacob says, he stole it. And the doctor says, who did? And he says, Santa Claus. <laughs> oh my god. I'd be like, uh-huh. Well, yeah, that's exactly what they were like. Okay, sure yeah. did. But then he's really sad and he's like, I need to get it back. My son's photo was in it. It was the only oh, photo I had fuck. of him. Yeah, I know. So the doctors are like, he's out of it. Take him down to x-ray. Now, this scene, he's being wheeled into a different unit of a hospital, but honestly, it's a completely different hospital. The wheels are, like, shaky on the fucking um, gurney. Mm -hmm. the, this hospital is dirty and disgusting. The two men wheeling him, you can't really see them, but they look disfigured. Is he being taken into, like, an insane asylum? It's a rundown and abandoned part of the hospital, if we're even still in that hospital. Got it. He passes really. by an, uh, an area where it's, like, dim, but there's a bicycle, and it looks like it got hit by a car, and it's spinning, which is supposed to be like his son's bike. There's a woman laying on the ground in a fetal position as they pass by her. In a different room or in the same it's room? It's in the same unit of this hospital that they're taking him no, to. No, but I mean, like, the bicycle was in oh, one yeah, room. Oh, yeah, the bicycle was in one room. He's then, seeing, like, different yes, like, parts of his life, kind seeing, of. Yeah. Traumas through his life. He looks up, and the ceiling is like a chain-link fence, and there's people crawling on the ceiling. There's like a man with no legs crawling on just his arm. Oh, yeah, I've been to that hospital. It's Coney Island <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> if you go to Coney Island Hospital, ask for death. Um, there's a woman breastfeeding a dead baby. There's a bunch <laughs> of... <laughs> like, literally, she has what? my top on, and she's like... Like trying to Flash, get this, this, bitch! <laughs> this dead baby to suck. She's punting the head into her tit. I hurt my own titty doing yeah. that. There's a bunch of just patients everywhere crawling on this fucking ceiling or floor, whatever it is. I don't know. Cool. One man is hitting his head on glass as they pass by other rooms, and it's just a blood spot in the middle of where he keeps hitting his head. 
Nice. And then they move into another part of the hospital, and on the floor there are just streaks of blood everywhere, and sawed-off limbs in a pile that are, like, black and dead. And then he passes by another room or hallway where there's a man with a black bag over his head with no legs sitting on a table that he's holding, and his head is just twitching all over the place like crazy, like all the other people he's seen. It's Sergeant Dan. (laughs) Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) Close enough. Happy New Year, Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) He wants to die. Um... (laughs) Now he's in his own operating room. He's being strapped to a gurney, and there are doctors who are putting on medical gloves, and they start screwing, a, like, a metal cage to his head. And he looks, and one of the doctors is Jesse, And he says to her, get me out of here. And the doctor who's, like, in front of him is like, where do you want to go? And Jacob says, home. And he says, this to is New your home. <laughs> the doctor says, you are home. You're dead. He starts crying. <laughs> And another doctor has, like, a skin graft all over his face. And then they take a needle, and they inject it into his, the middle of his fucking forehead, and he starts screaming. He has another flashback of Vietnam, of being carried again, and he just looks up and sees the trees, and that's all it is. And now he's in the hospital, like, the, the regular hospital, and Sarah and his kids come to see him. He tells Sarah, I'm not dead, I'm alive. And she's like, what are you talking about? You just hurt your back. You're going to be fine. Maybe you just need, like, a month to heal or whatever. Sarah's crying, and she tells him that she still loves him for what it's worth. And then he hears a voice say, dream on. Like, it's right next to him. And he starts crying again. Psych! (laughs) It's inappropriate for where he is. And then one of the kids are like, one of the kids are like, just hang in there, Dad. And they start laughing, and Sarah's like, stop it. So Sarah and the kids leave. And then all of a sudden, Louie comes to visit his chiropractor. Hey, Louie. And he's screaming, Jacob! Jacob Sanger! Doesn't give a fuck. Whatever. So everybody is like, sir, sir, you have to calm down. He's like, where is Jacob Sanger? And they're like, he's in the room over there. So he just walks in. Hip and all these, all these nurses and everything is like, what the fuck? He sees him. His leg is up or whatever. I don't know. He's like, this is barbaric! <laughs> he's like... What the fuck are you people doing to him? They're like, they call the orderlies, and he picks up a crutch, and he's like, if any of you come near me, I'm going to fucking swing this at you. He picks up a wheelchair, he opens it up, and he puts him in it, and he's like, I'm getting you out of here, Jake. And they're like, you can't do this. And he's like, get out of my way. And he, like, uses him as, like, a weapon to get the fuck through these people. And they're like, that man is insane. And he's like, let him go. He's like, watch your toes, Jake, as he, like, just throws him through a fucking swinging doors. So now they're back at Louis's office, and he's fixing his back up. Jacob starts telling him, he's like, I was in hell, Louis," And he says to Jacob, have you ever read Meister Eckhart? Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say of mice and men. <laughs> yeah. You know, all they had to do to fix that was they, uh, I can do a Lenny on you if you want. <laughs> he says, have you ever read Eckhart? And how he also said he saw hell, too, at some point. He's like, you know, you like philosophy. I feel like you would know this. You like falafels. You know how it is. So this is a quote. He said, the one thing that burns in hell is the part of you that won't let go of your life. It's not punishment. It's freeing your soul. I'm too drunk for philosophy. If you're frightened of dying and you're holding on, you'll see devils tearing your life away. But if you've made your peace, then the devils are really angels freeing you from the earth. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, let it go. I didn't know that that song was about Judeo-Christian. Give up on life and let it go. So he's like, this is going to be really painful. Hold on. And he just crunches his back. And, and he has a flashback. And he fi- no. Oh. 
he fixes it. He's like, get up. Let me see if you can walk. And he can walk again. I am Jesus. He goes back home and he takes out a cigar box, Jacob. And mm, he's, he's going through it. Man. He has his degrees in there, an army certificate, and he has an honorable discharge. Oh, my God. He's like the old ladies with the fucking cookie things. The silver cookie cans. <laughs> they just got the needles. <laughs> the sewing shit. Uh-huh. I thought you meant like the heroin. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma <laughs> likes to shoot that dope. <sighs> Push it. <laughs> Sunday nights when Granny says that she's uh with her friends at church, she's actually in the basement shooting up heroin. He pulls out his dog tags, and then he finds a, a letter from Gabe. And it says, Daddy, uh, I can't wait for you to come home. Mommy says send her money. I love you, Gabe. <laughs> and then we see memories of him and Gabe together. And one of them is like them with his bike. But then there's a scene where Gabe is taking his bike out on the street by himself. And he drops a deck of cards in the street and he goes to pick them up. And this is when the car hits him. Why the fuck do you got a deck of cards? Why are you letting your kid out by himself in the street? Why the fuck does this kid have a deck of cards? <laughs> He's going to play cards. What's wrong with that? Isn't he like five? He's like six or seven. Goddamn kids. Just leave the cards at home. He's crying and he looks up into his mirror and he sees Gabe running behind him. And then he looks in the mirror again and there's a man's head shaking violently again. Wait, hold on. So he looks in the mirror. Did he he run over his son? No. Okay. And he starts crying again. Cool. Jazzy comes home and she's freaked out. She's like, where have you been? You haven't called me in two days. I had no idea where you were. You stupid bitch. I was at the hospital. He says, I was in the hospital. And she's like, I called, what hospital? I called every hospital in New York to see if you were there. Oh, been there. Not then, done that. Had it done to me. Then the phone rings and she's going to pick it up and he tells her, I'm not home. You haven't seen me. And she's like, what's going on? So she picks up the phone and a man on the other line says, can I speak to Jacob Singer, please? And she says, he isn't here. And the man says... Can you tell him I need to speak to him? Please tell him I was in Vietnam in 1968 and there were secret experiments happening. And I know this because I was part of the chemical warfare unit out of Saigon. Cool. So he can hear this. So he goes and grabs the phone and he's like, I need to speak to you urgently. Meet me at 125th. There's a coffee shop under the bridge. I'll meet you there. I don't know. Oh, I thought at the dive bar. He starts getting dressed and Jesse's like, please don't go. And he's like, thank you. I'm so sorry. He you gives stupid. her a hug. This is the last time we see Jesse. Good. Fuck her. They meet at the coffee shop, and the man is like, my name is Michael Newman. I've been watching you for a long time, Jacob. I need to talk to you, but it's not safe here. They go to some fucking pier, like almost like 8 millimeter, but it's like dilapidated. It's abandoned. There's nothing there. Let's go for a swim. They're standing. I don't even know where the fuck they are, but they're in between two walls, and it's like closed off, whatever. They're in like a fucking warehouse. I don't know. He tells Jacob. That he's one of the survivors. You're not tripping balls, okay? Michael was arrested in the 60s for making the best LSD he's ever made and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Who's Michael? The man who's meeting him. Oh, okay. He was in prison for a day when the U.S. government came to him and said, we'll make you a deal. We need your skills. If you come to Vietnam and work for the army, we'll wash away your prison sentence and he's like and after being in jail for 13 hours i thought vietnam sounded like paradise (laughs) that tells you a lot about our fucking jail system yeah and this is the 1960s so like 
The U.S. Army wanted him to make a drug to increase aggressive tendencies because they thought that Jacob and the rest of the troops that they had were, were too, too soft. Much of a pussies. Were oh too God. soft. And this is when Michael says, a bad trip does not compare to the fury of the ladder. And Jacob's like, what the hell is the ladder? And he says, a fast trip down the ladder, right to primal fear. That's the name of the mission. We called it. We called it the ladder. First, we tried it on monkeys. And it was brutal. They started beating the shit out of each other and killing each other. But we knew that it was successful. But then we caught POWs. And honestly, they were just kids. And we put them in this arena. And he said, I didn't think man could do those things to other men. The things that I saw. You know what POW is, right? Yeah. Okay. Is it a gas or is it... It's a pill or it's whatever. Okay. It's a chemical. I'm, they, I'm asking We how, don't like, know how, like, what, in what form it was. Got but it. we fed them huge doses and threw them in a courtyard. And it was the worst thing I'd ever seen. Worse than the monkeys. So he's Have like... Have you seen Gladiator? <laughs> no, it was worse than Gladiator. That was after. I don't know. They tested this drug on one battalion and it happened to be jacobs they decided to put it in their food when they knew that an offense was coming and this was going to be like this is the time to test it on them jacob says no one can remember that night that this shit happened other than small flashes but they remembered that there was an attack and michael says yes but it wasn't the enemy and jacob says then who was it and michael says you killed each other cut to a battle scene American soldiers just start turning on each other, and this is where the explosions and the gunfire is coming from. Michael says, I needed to find you because I felt responsible. The latter was my baby. Who's the guy that invented the atomic bomb? Oppenheimer. Yeah, he's, he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. After Jacob hears this, you know, he's like, what the fuck? That but is he so got the fucking... truth. Oh my god. He got the truth from it, but he didn't, whatever. All right, like, you know, I know there's, like, government shit that they do that we will probably never know about but this is something that i could definitely see any government fucking doing but hold on that's not my point the fact that they did tests and they started turning on each other should have already told them that they were gonna turn on each other well he he even said during that scene where they're talking he's like i knew that this was gonna fucking happen and i warned them but they didn't listen to me because they didn't give a shit Civilians or casualties, no matter what side they come from. So Jacob gets in a cab and he's heading home. When we go back to his flashback, it's the scene where he's getting stabbed again. Mm -hmm. But now we see the person who stabbed him and it's one of his army buddies. Because when we saw him getting stabbed, we never saw who the person was on the other side of that. Bat yeah, we just... We... What the fuck did you call it? Bayonet, yeah? Yeah. He gets in the taxi and he's like, I'm going to Brooklyn. And the taxi driver's like, not with me, you're not. I get lost in Brooklyn. <laughs> And he's like, I know the way. He pulls out. <laughs> he pulls up to this fancy-ass apartment building. There's a doorman. The doorman mm. opens the cab door. And he's mm. like, Dr. Singer, it's been a long time. He's at his house with Sarah. He goes, mm. he goes into the apartment. This apartment is fucking beautiful. I would do anything not to get kicked out of this place. He's calling for Sarah and the kids. Nobody answers him. So he just sits down on the couch in their living room. And he kind of just puts his head in his hands. And you hear the speech that Louis gave him in the doctor's office being repeated, saying, like, if you're afraid, then mm. it's going to be demons. But if you realize that it's trying to help you, it, you'll see angels and Let they'll take go. you off this earth. Yeah. He wakes up. 
and it's morning time and you hear like a jingle playing and he gets up and he looks at the staircase and Gabe is sitting on the stairs and his son says hi dad and he hugs him and he says it's okay he's like patting him as Jacob the is kid? crying yeah he tells Jacob come on let's Did go you ever have to console a crying parent while you were a kid yeah sure man yeah Gabe says come on let's go and together they climb up the stairs hand in hand and we just see a bright light engulf them we cut to Vietnam and Jacob is brought into the infirmary is mm-hmm. that what it's called he's laying on a gurney after being stabbed and the doctor has like his uh, stethoscope on his chest but his guts are still out and he says he's gone and he shuts the light out above him and the doctor says he looks kind of peaceful he must have put up one hell of a fight the song that he's been singing in the movie Sunny Boy plays as they walk out of the infirmary and then the movie goes black and there's a message and it says it was reported that the hallucinogenic drug BZ was used in experiments on soldiers during the Vietnam War the Pentagon denied the story. The end. So I didn't want to tell you that you were right and ruined the movie for you, but yes, he's been dead this whole time. And this is just... You have to interpret it, it how It was you... all a dream! Oh my god. <laughs> Notorious B.I.G. did not die for you to say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have to kind of interpret if this is like... Is his... that a real like conspiracy thing? Yes, this yeah. story was... So I, like I said, the writer said that he had a dream that he was trapped in a subway train, and this is where he got the idea for it. But then he also, after college, he went to other countries and he learned about, like, certain religions. So that comes into play in this. And then also the real kind of conspiracy about, like, the government using LSD, which I think is true. They created LSD and, like, tested it on soldiers and shit like that. And just, like, what has happened to soldiers after they've come home specifically from Vietnam, PTSD, all that shit. So it has a lot of, like, you know, shit built upon it. Mm -hmm. You have to interpret what happens, like... Is this the life that Jacob would have lived had he survived and come home? Or is this just like a whole dream sequence and he's been dead this whole time? Right. I mean, like, this is... I mean, I've heard, I don't know if it's true, but, you know, they say that when you have a dream, it's only like seconds or like a couple minutes but it feels like you've been in the dream for mm-hmm. a very long time you only remember like a couple minutes from your dream which is usually going on for hours during sleep but it's happening when you're dying so you're like envisioning as opposed to like your life flashing before your mm-hmm. eyes he's envisioning his life after i like this movie this movie was really good that's really depressing i know but it was really good i'm not saying it's bad it's just sad all right couple of trivia facts Okay. Someone mentioned, the film's title refers to the biblical story of Jacob's Ladder, or the dream of a meeting place between heaven and earth, Genesis 28, 12. Mm -hmm. Its little known alternative title is Dante's Inferno, in a reference to Inferno by Dante. I'm not pronouncing this man's last name, so y'all can go fuck yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Hell no. I'll show it to you if you want. This movie heavily inspired all of the Silent Hill video games. Is there fog? In this movie? I don't think it has to do with that. I think it has a lot to do with the body horror and a lot of the demons he sees. They even okay. mention the movie in Silent Hill 2 and 3. I mean, I really? Mm-hmm. I guess it's... I mean, he's searching for his kid through the movie. And I guess in his memory, he's kind of, like, trying to search for what happened. The creators or... saw this and they liked it. And whatever idea they had, they just used heavy, heavy inspirations from it. I will say, too, that... um. <laughs> Somebody who reviewed the jacket was like, just watch Jacob's Ladder. It's the better original of this. 
Because that has to do with the army and... I mean, I guess, but Testing on soldiers, but he gets, you know, he gets tested on and fucked with after he's admitted to the psychiatric war, ward. But there's fucking in that movie, so, you know, it's there w- different. There was a sex scene in this movie. They cut it out. Why? Because it was crazy? I don't know. They just, they were like, this movie is rated R, so, like... It's definitely not for kids, but the, out of the 20 minutes that they cut from the original edit, like, one of the scenes between him and Jesse when they're having sex, they cut it out. The confrontation between... This is this is the fact that I was like, I have to add this. The confrontation between Jacob and Geary, George Costanza, originally takes place in a courtroom corridor. Lynn, the director, moved them to the stairs in order to downplay the height difference between Tim Robbins, <laughs> who is six foot five... Jesus. And Jason Alexander, who is five foot five. So they could be yelling at each yeah, other? Yeah, because he's on the staircase at the bottom while Jason Alexander is at the top and they're like screaming at each other. Six foot five? Choke me dead. I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, he went from cute to sexy to goddamn. I didn't know he was that tall. Me neither. I just saw a photo of him and Sean Penn standing at the Oscars because they won for Mystic River and I'm like, Sean Penn looks like a child that he's going to give an uppy <laughs> he's gonna, to. He's holding yeah, it. He like, he's like, back. Yeah. <laughs> Scenes from the original film jacob and jesse sex scene i don't know why i told you about some of the other scenes that were cut it's pretty bad as jake I mean, that makes sense but yeah uh, they, they're like we want the audience to hate her as much as possible no it it was basically like lost highway they're fucking he rolls over he looks at her face she's fine looks back and it's a man with the condom on his face as jake is going through his box of items from the war we get a brief glimpse at his dog tags, which reveal him to be or to have been Jewish. What is there? A star I didn't even. David I didn't imprinted? even know. Maybe I didn't even notice it. Point is, they're just making Tim Robbins in this movie sexier and sexier <laughs> with these trivia facts. Is that a thing that they did? I don't know. Maybe if you wanted it to be. If you were born Jewish, you're always Jewish, no matter what. No, even I if you know, leave the but faith. I've, so no, like I've maybe never, it, I've never it was on seen his birth them. certificate or and they just. But they're specifically saying dog tags. Yeah. Last trivia fact. Uncredited role Macaulay Culkin appears as Jacob's son, Gabriel. But despite him being a fairly important character, he was not credited. This may have been due to difficulties with his father and manager, Kit Culkin. And if you know anything about the Culkins, they've had a crazy fucking life because their parents, like, stole money from them. So it makes I, sense. I know they had crazy lives, but I don't know why. You know what's crazy, though? I saw the photo of Macaulay Culkin and then realized that he wasn't credited. And I'm like, if he's just in a photo, I understand that. No, he's acting in this fucking movie. His ghost is all over this That's shit. That's fucking so strange. I mean, what, I they know. have a dispute and they're like, fuck your son. <laughs> fuck this seven-year-old. <laughs> your dad is fucking crazy. All right, so that's Jacob's Ladder. I will seriously give this rating on Letterbox four stars. Okay. My Letterbox is insane. I have a very you can do crazy... half stars on Letterbox. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, I. But I always people are always like, "What is your rating system in your head? Like, what the fuck is going on?" <laughs> to me, I feel like that with my book ratings. <laughs> to me, a two and a half is fifty percent. So like, if it was good but not that good, like you getting fifty percent. Mm-hmm. But whatever, I'm not gonna. I don't have to explain my rating system to you people. So, yeah, I'm gonna give this you four stars. Fucking peasants! <laughs> I loved this movie. I thought it was really good, and I would tell everybody and anybody, as long as you're not a big weenie and you can't stand body horror, to yeah. watch it. It's not even that bad. And Tim Robbins is a cutie when he was younger. So, all right. Thanks for listening. Yes. I tried. No, I I liked it. 
I'm glad it wasn't completely depressy spaghetti the whole time. And it's kind of sad. Well, that we could have fun with. <laughs> All right, so tune in next time when we do another movie. Yes. It's going to be thriller-y. Is that what? <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be fun. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.